people don't know what to believe. They do not trust what's going on right now. How many other times is this happening, right? Without us knowing about it. Dr. Lisa Fitzpatrick, founder of Grapevine Health and your host of the Grapevine Health Podcast, a podcast highlighting stories, health insights, and experiences of community members. We started this podcast because too often discussions and decision-making about health and the healthcare system don't include perspectives from the people we serve. So listeners, if you have a personal story or an experience from working in the community or on the front lines of healthcare, Contact us and we might have you on the show. Today I'm talking to Aisha Moore, founder of Self Care by Aisha. She has interesting insights about trust in healthcare. Hey Aisha, how you been? Good, good. How are you? Good. It's been a while. I've been seeing you doing some really exciting stuff, but before we jump into that. Tell people who you are and about self-care by Aisha. Sure. My name is Aisha Moore, and I am a self-care advocate and stress management expert, and I help women avoid or recover from burnout. Wow. Okay. So there must be a story there, because I know you were working uh, as a, in, in consulting and some other things in public health. So what was it that made you start self-care by Aisha? Yeah, so if you, unfortunately in this country, there's a lot of injustices and the people who perpetuate those injustices make black people try to fix those problems. So we often... What do you mean? So we often have jobs where we are of service, we work in nonprofits and things of that nature, um, trying to fix all of these problems. And the problems are so big and so numerous. We end up with a day job, we're doing work in the community, then we have to serve our families who often, again, because of injustice, may not be very healthy because they live in food deserts. So we have a lot to do and that can get overwhelming. Mm, Okay. You talk to community members all the time. I bet you have some great stories to tell. Um, What I'd like to hear about though is during this pandemic especially, I think the distrust uh, of the healthcare system is uh, at an all-time high. Wondering if you're hearing similar things around distrust in healthcare. Definitely, definitely. People don't know what to believe. One story says this, and I personally think journalists have been very irresponsible with releasing articles about one tiny study that's not generalizable, that has conflicting information. So people don't know what to believe. They don't know what sources to believe. The internet is just rampant with information and it's tiring trying to figure out what's true, what's not true, what's fake news, what's real news. And so therefore people don't know what to believe at all. Mm -hmm. So what are you hearing though when you talk to the women you work with about trust in healthcare? Or do you have an example or a story? Women that I talk to have had so many bad experiences and particularly I talk to a lot of women around about breast cancer 
And so I hear a lot of experiences where they might have a symptom. So they might feel a lump or they might feel just something isn't right. And especially if they're younger, uh, they go, they talk, they tell the physician and they tell them, oh, we, we think that's nothing. Oh, let's wait, it, let's wait and see. And black women have a um, earlier onset of breast cancer, meaning that they get it younger. So typically we're going to, we're getting more, more women in their thirties are going to get it when you're black. So the physicians should know that and be aware to like, oh, she's a black woman. She's in her thirties. Like she's at higher risk and they should believe them anyway but add that data i don't understand why i'm hearing so many stories of women not being believed women are telling you the healthcare providers don't believe them is that what you're saying mm-hmm. and when they're presenting with symptoms yes do they feel like the providers are being dismissive of their concern yeah. i would say yeah because maybe it's not believing them but they don't see the urgency the way the woman sees the urgency she knows that there's something wrong with her body she would like to get it checked out but again because of how our healthcare system is um sometimes that's predicated on the referral Mm -hmm. so you have to convince someone to give you the referral yeah we're hearing a lot about tuskegee now especially because we are uh you know in this race for a vaccine for the pandemic Um, do you think that's still relevant I hear it every single day. I hear it from hmm. um, just my regular friends. I even he- hear it from people within public health that they do not trust what's going on right now. People who work in public health. Mm-hmm. They do not trust what's going on right now. And they often point to Tuskegee. Hmm. Um, you know, if you look at Tuskegee, there's some nuances there I think that could help you understand that actually the thing with Tuskegee was they didn't treat them. They didn't inject them with like a vaccine that didn't work. They didn't even treat them, right? right. But people remember that. Um, th- you know, that in particular is one of the ones that people know about and I think people assume that's the one we know about. It pro- mm. That's the one we know about. How many other times is this happening, right? Without us knowing about it. But, you know, there are a lot of protections in place now. Like, this is not the time of Tuskegee or even Henrietta Lacks. So mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about that as well. But now informed consent is required. You know, because of Tuskegee, we have these protections in place. We even have people like me. I'm participating in a vaccine trial. There are black people who are sitting on committees, who are on leadership teams, overseeing this process. So I'm saying all that to say we have to move past Tuskegee because we will be left behind if we don't. What what do you think about that? And what would you say to people who still use Tuskegee as a reason not to uh, participate or even engage in healthcare? Yeah, I think it, um, I really do think that that rest of the story that you just started to tell needs to be told like no one hears like so after um after Tuskegee was found and stopped what changed people don't know that story uh-huh so number one and now and people don't know about our public health heroes right so now everybody wants to know Dr. Fauci right, right. and that kind of thing but all of the other people who um were involved all the people at Morehouse who are working on these things you know the those black public health heroes who really fought for us to change the system and are still there today, nobody knows who they are, nobody knows their names. And so if we could do more to finish the story mm. and have those um, heroes be household names, 
then I think that could be better. Wow, I think you've just given us our next charge. So <laughs> thank you so much, Aisha. I really appreciate you talking to us today. Thank you. That was Aisha Moore talking to us about trust in healthcare and providing suggestions for how we can move beyond the Tuskegee experiment. Thanks for listening to the Grapevine Health Podcast. Our producer is Nicholas Elias. Please like us on social media. You can find us at Grapevine Health on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Health Grapevine. Until next time, I'm Dr. Lisa, signing off. Music